Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Kana. And this episode is brought to you by BarkBox. If you go to getbarkbox.com slash the insomnia project, you can get an extra month added to your six-month or 12-month subscription. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. Fantastic. Marco, it is getting to be the breezy time of year. It certainly is, isn't it? You had mentioned to me today that you are bringing your scooter in to, well, is it like a shop or storage or what do you yeah, do? Yeah, so with it? usually I would drive my scooter up to my parents' home and put it in the garage and attach a... I don't even know what you'd call it, like a, a device or like an engine, uh, nitty. Anyone who's like into scooters. motorcycles and scooters is going to be like, what is he saying? But basically, it keeps it uh, kind of, you know, going. It doesn't keep it going, but it keeps your engine cool for the, like awesome for the for the winter. So that when you go, you can start it. It's basically, you attach these things to the battery, and it keeps the battery alive. Oh, okay, I for see. lack of lack of a better technical way of describing it perfect but my parents no longer have that house and so i had to figure out a different way to store the scooter and i was like do i put it in my backyard and cover it with a tarp oh right that's but an then option i was worried what if oil drips and it drips on the on the deck oh. it might be a mess so then i asked my local scooter repair person and he had said well we'll store it for you for a price but that'll also cover a tune-up in the spring so I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, it's, you know, it's trickier when you live in the city yeah. to do things like, like, for example, what do you do with your winter tires, Nitty? So I'm lucky that in the place that I live in now, there's kind of like a back driveway, kind of oh, one of those okay. laneway driveways. Mm-hmm. And so I just store it back there. That's great. Um, but yeah, otherwise you need to find storage right. and figure all of that jazz out, but so. Yeah, it isn't mm-hmm. that easy when you don't have your own home or if you don't have, like, a garage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice walking into your place, because we were recording from 
your lovely place today. Mm-hmm. From um, the formal dining room. Formal dining room, exactly. <laughs> um, and in fact, it's so formal that the teapot even has like a tea cozy on it. This was given to me by my sister-in-law from Halifax for Christmas. And it's one of those gifts, Nidhi, we often talk about things where it's like, you know, a unique gift that someone doesn't have that, you know, you may use once in a while, but you're glad when you have it. And mm-hmm. this was made by an artisan in Nova Scotia. And it's like a felt, they're, they're called tea cozies. Is that right? I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a felt tea cozy that is very distinct. And whenever I use it, I think of my sister-in-law. There you go. And I really appreciate it. Oh, that's really sweet. But you were saying, so you walked into my house. And I noticed, I always love um, seeing Amanda's scooter helmet. Okay. Because it's red and sparkly and very much screams Amanda. Mm -hmm. Um, But what do you look for in a helmet? That's a great question. So, you know, and I used to be a bicycle tour guide. So bicycle helmets are different than scooter or motorcycle helmets. And I believe if, if... long-term or or new listeners go back to the olive oil episode can hear more about marco's adventures as a bike tour operator nitty you're so good with that i can't remember i can vaguely remember what we've talked about <laughs> but um I think yeah it was the olive i'm oil pretty episode. certain it was the olive episode it would have to be because a lot of the tours were in olive groves so when i'm looking for a bicycle helmet i look for one that's going to be lightweight and airy because my head will sweat a lot if you're riding the bike. So I want something that's going to be breathable, light. To me, the actual design, I don't have to look cool in it. That's not important to me. Function over fashion when it comes to helmets. You want to look at a good brand name as well. Not, not something that, you know, is a fly-by-night. And you, you want to really kind of feel it, pick it up, see if it if it works for you. And the key is to get a brand new one. You never want to get a borrowed helmet Mm -hmm. because if a helmet drops, even like a foot from the ground, what'll happen is it'll sort of, it's properties that that make it something that will protect you will start to like collapse or crackle. Mm -hmm. And so it's less effective. So you don't ever want to have that happen. Now for the scooter, different than the bicycle, I prefer a helmet that is just kind of the top of my head. I don't want my whole face covered. Okay. Because I like to feel the breeze when I'm when I'm riding a scooter. I also find it um, a little bit cumbersome if it's kind of affecting my peripheral vision. Sure. Now for a motorcycle, because you go faster on a motorcycle. You need a full helmet. You need a, I would say yeah. full helmet for sure. I would want a full helmet. I would want to make sure that it's really sturdy. I would want comfort on my face i would want once again it to i would want to have the option where you can kind of lift the visor the visor or the the face plate so that i could feel a bit of breeze if i was kind of just going through the city and uh also how comfortable is the strap under your under your chin Mm, that's a good point so those are those are the things that i would look for and once again for me it's function over fashion even though the current helmet i have has a real Kind of cool oh, yeah, design it to it. Yeah, it has like a like little zaggedy stripes. <laughs> so you said something interesting about like um, when choosing the helmet, mm-hmm. like are different helmets made for different head types? Oh, for sure. You want a helmet that sort of fits you. Um, 
and fits your head. Everyone has a different, like a, like a hand, a glove would fit hands differently Sure. or shoes or whatnot. Same, same with the helmet the in your head. Cushioning feels different. Or right. Whatever. And like, for example, your hair is thick and voluminous. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. So your helmet would have to accommodate that too, mm-hmm. right? And whereas I might have a larger head mm-hmm. and I would need like a medium or large size helmet, you might need a small or you might need a medium because of your hair. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, all those factors play into it for sure. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm certain that like, um, you know, Olympic athletes who ride bicycles will have helmets that are molded to their specific head size so that they have right, it kind like, of like shoes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. You would need that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I grew up when, I, so I grew up skiing and when I was growing up, we never used helmets in oh. skiing. Mm-hmm. And now, and the last time I, I went skiing was actually a couple of years ago and I rented all my equipment and, um, Actually, did I go skiing or snowboarding? I went snowboarding and rented the helmet with the snowboard because uh, I felt like that would be a wise decision. Um, but it's interesting because now skiing, I, like it would feel odd to me to have the helmet. But when I think about all the times where I'm like, wow, okay, that would have been a really, that was a crazy moment. Sure. And I should have had a helmet. It was crazy that as 12-year-olds, we were just like going down these hills right. without any helmets because it just, at that time, you didn't. You didn't do that. Now, let me ask you this. When you were in your, in, at these ski hills and you were in the lodges of the ski hill, mm-hmm. did they ever have... Because I was just recently up in Blue Mountain. And what I've noticed there now... Which is, which is sort of like a resort, uh, resort-esque, um, uh, like ski hill or... Um, it's an Ontario ski hill yeah. close to the city. So it's not quite what you might be used to if you ski the Rockies or the Laurentians or a larger proper mountains. Mm-hmm. This is more like a hill or an escarpment that mm-hmm. they've carved, right? So mm-hmm. what they have is these resorts that have spas. Yes. And, and I'm not a spa person myself, but I think after a day of skiing, that oh, must be the, the most awesome. Have you done that after a day of skiing or like... Uh, yeah, like, I mean, definitely, like, the whole Aperski vibe okay. is something to be um, enjoyed. Sure. You know, whether it's a cocktail or just some fireplace time, but definitely mm-hmm. the small component. Because after skiing, also, you're using your muscles in a completely different way, sure. right? Um, so just having a hot tub or, or something like that is great. What's uh, important to you? Oh, sorry. No. In a spa. So let's say you're spending good money to go to a spa. What's important for you there? Like a day spa or, or like a getaway spa type of thing? Let's say getaway spa. Um, a getaway spa, like I definitely want, you know, something uh, where they, like, I really like those Nordic kind of Scandinav type spas. Oh, okay. Like a swim in, swim out um, vibe to it. You want to have, I, I don't. I'm not really big into spas where it's like, okay, I got to eat healthy and sure. just detox, et cetera. I like that part, but afterwards I want to come home and, and have like a drink or something like that. There's sure. something about the relaxation of it, but I don't think I'd be good on a retreat, you know, where it's like a detox retreat right, or anything like right. that. No, I don't necessarily consider that a spa. Okay. That's more of a, but it could be, I'm just saying for myself. Well, I, some I'm, spas do I'm that. On your, I'm on your page. <laughs> I don't want to have to be told what to drink or eat yeah you can offer it to me and if if you pass around healthy snacks 
great. Right. But I like that only when I'm at the actual spa, sure. right? Like if you're waiting to get a massage mm-hmm. or, you know, you're lounging by their little spa pool or whatever, great. But, you know, I want a cocktail after all of that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what types of massages do you prefer? Oh, I like like the deep relaxation. Right. Yeah. Um, but just going back to kind of like spas really quickly, I really enjoy the the ones that have um, therapeutic waters. Oh. So like like a salt bath or yeah, you know, there's like the really hot salt one, I see. and then I think there's one. There's a place called Body Bliss in Toronto where yes. they have like a green tea pool and cool uh, steam room, all of that. So I like those little circuit things, but. My favorite spa okay. in the Toronto area is a, um, well, I won't even say where it is, but it's basically a, like a banya, like a Russian banya, okay. um, where you can go and they have like a, a traditional Russian sauna and then a Finnish sauna and like a cold bath that you dump water on top wow. of yourself and then, um, like a Turkish, uh, Turkish steam room as well. Oh, that's, so, that sounds yeah. awesome. So you could spend the day there just kind of, Oh, completely. And then what's great is cause it's owned by, um, this wonderful Russian couple who like cook Russian food and then make very, very strong vodka based drinks. Oh, this sounds great. This sounds like, <laughs> so you get to like, kind of, you really do de-stress and oh, eat some good foods. Speaking of spa, spa treats, we should mention our sponsor is BarkBox, and it's pretty much a spa for your dog in a box. <laughs> in terms, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah, you get um, a few different treats with every box. It comes once a month. And they're all healthy treats, right? They're all healthy treats, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and you get two toys as well with every box, which is great because if you have a dog like mine that destroys every single... <laughs> toy that they could possibly get their teeth on then you don't have to worry because the next day next month you get a whole new box so if you have a dog or you have a friend or a relative who has a dog and you're thinking of what's the perfect gift to get them we recommend you go to bar- getbarkbox.com slash the insomnia project and if you order a six or 12 month subscription You'll get one month free. Once again, that is getbarkbox.com slash the insomnia project. I have been to a couple of spas. Ah, please tell me about your experience. I like to have a very plush robe. I want a comfortable plush robe. And any pillow that I put my head on, I want it to be very comfortable. I don't like a spa where they have, they overcapacitate. They overcapacitate it, like there's just too many people wandering and whatnot. My massages, once again, like you, deep tissue, or have you ever had like a salt scrub massage? No, I haven't, but it sounds lovely. It's great. It's really, really great. And I'm not one for gimmicks. Okay. Please. No, I was going to say, do you talk during your massages? I don't like to. I hate it. I don't like to. I don't want to talk to anyone usually when I'm at a spa, but... I will if I'm with people. Sure. But during a massage, I just don't want to talk. And some people like to talk, and that's great. But I think I would rather just be in the moment, let me drift off. Because there's been times when I've had a massage nitty where my mind just goes to, like... Somewhere. Somewhere else. Like, it almost feels like... It's like a meditation of yeah, sorts. for sure. For sure. And I'm not one for gimmicks, Nitty. I don't like these spas. Not that I don't like. What doesn't appeal to me are spas that try to do these gimmicky things. When I was in the um, 
Chianti region of Italy, there was a spa associated with one of the wineries. And so what they would do is take the grape musks or the stuff that's left over once they squeeze the grapes and they'd like put it on you and supposedly that would... Antioxidants or yeah, something. kind of remove remove toxins and stuff. And I was right. like, no, I don't want to have a grape bath thing. <laughs> the grape husk bath. Yeah, no, I don't want that. And things like that don't interest me. No, I understand. Like, I, I, I'm pretty simple with my spa needs. Mm. Like, even I don't really go for facials at the spa okay. or anything like that because I'm sort of like, I don't want to feel like I can do this myself at home. Yeah. You, you know? It is, a, it is a treat or it is a luxury that you want to enjoy, and it, it should be different. Have you heard of these Korean Himalayan salt uh, spas? No. Okay. So they might be two different things, but I know that we had one in the city, which was a Korean spa, and they had like a salt cave. And basically, you know that pink Himalayan salt? They have it all throughout the room, and it's heated. So you know how if you buy a salt lamp, it's kind of like this pinky, orangey light inside a salt, and it kind of supposed to release negative ions in the atmosphere? Sure. And so basically, you're in this big salt cave, Nitty that's heated and boom it's supposed to take away toxins negative ions etc i have not been but there is one near my sister's house that i want to go to Ooh, i would love to go to that actually that sounds like it would be fun here i am saying i'm not into gimmicks and And you're like the salt cave this this is what i want to do let's go to the the salt salt cave cave. but um well i mean the fact that it's in like it's cave like though i feel Mm mm-hmm you know, no, you're right. It is totally a gimmick. But I probably, but unless, it might work. It might work, but there's something about it that I'm like, yeah, that that's definitely something I would do. How long do you usually go for a massage for? Like, what's a good? I I'm like a good hour and a half. No, see, percent. I prefer like 45 minutes to really? an hour. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just give me, just you know, don't spend too much time in one spot. Really, just bounce around huh. and yeah. No, I'm like, focus. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the full body massage, sure. but you got to focus on certain areas. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And um, do you have a preference of how... It has to be strong. Yeah, me too. I don't like the light touch, no. like, you know, feather... And some people love that. I know. And I don't mind it at the end of my massage, you know, when they're kind of ending it. So it's like, okay, here, I'm just going to do this light sure. thing. But no, I'm like you. I want... I want to know that the person is really, you know, getting all the all the tension out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I and agree. I also like a spa that has a plentitude of things for you to drink. Teas, cold water, sparkling water. And okay. that's where I want it to be included. Yes. I don't want to have to worry about... An extra char- payment. Charge me off the that. top. Yeah. No. And uh, give know. me all that. And I particularly like when you go to a spa that has... You know that when they take water, like big water, what do they call them? Like uh, water carafes that have like blood orange and lavender in one or apples and chamomile. I, for some reason, in a spa, I think that's wonderful. If I go to a coffee shop shop or restaurant, I'm like, no, just give me water. (laughs) Don't give me all this kind of fancy stuff. But at at a spa, I'm like, oh, did you try the cucumber and strawberry mint water? Which is very funny because we're having like hot mint water right now. Yeah, because I said to Nidhi, what, what would you like, a tea, a coffee, iced tea? And she's like, you know what I'd love is hot water. 
I'm like, just like tea water? She's like, yes. I'm like, I have fresh mint that's just growing. It's the last days of this mint, and it's like out of control. And I'm like, do you want me to throw some fresh mint in it? And Nitty's like, yeah. And then I just cut you a few sprigs, and I'm like, I'm going to put them by your shoes so we don't forget them. So you have a uh, mint. Do you prefer peppermint, spearmint, or what's the other mint? I can never tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I want to say peppermint. Okay. But I can never tell the difference. To me, mint is mint. Okay. But you had lovely mint. La- uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Last year we had all yeah. kinds of different flavors of mint. Yeah. This year we just went. That was another episode, actually. If you go to the mint <laughs> episode, you can hear all about Marco's mint last year. This year we did sage, mint, thyme, and that's it. And the thyme did not. They decided it did not want to live in that box. Oh, fair really? Enough. But the the sage and the you know, sage and hot water would be great, too. It would be more savory. But, oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I would think that also the mint... Doesn't the mint kind of take over? Like, it I can. wonder if the thyme didn't grow because yeah, it of the couldn't, mint. Yeah, it couldn't handle the mint, yeah. perhaps. I think it's a watering issue. I think I didn't water it enough. Oh, well, that seems like... Mint it, can be like a weed. It just takes over. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it does. There's something yeah. else that's kind of like that, too, but I forgot what it is. Another herb. Yeah, you've got to be careful because... you. I would recommend you never plant weed, sorry, never plant mint because it's like a weed in a container that's not self-contained. So if you have a garden, don't plant it just in your garden because it will creep, it will creep and take over. I wonder why that is. I think it's just the nature of that particular plant. Mm. You know how like some crawling vines can take over as well. Do you like homes and like historic buildings that have all the, uh, all the ivy that kind of sticks to it and stuff? I do. I would imagine, though, it would be very difficult to upkeep it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, if I had that on my home, I'm not sure if I would keep it or not. Sure. Because uh, I feel like that's something that would all of a sudden become an issue very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. I can I can understand it at, like, Ivy, Ivy League schools or places yeah. that have that kind of vibe. Yeah. But for a home, that's not my thing. Yeah. I just think that the upkeep would be really difficult with it because it can they can really get into the bricks and the cracks and and cause damage and i'm like i, I don't want that's to what deal i mean with like that. unless yeah. you're gonna have it maintained quite vigorously mm-hmm. then it feels like it would just not be worth the time it is quite it is quite spectacular in the fall when they all those leaves turn red and you see them on a building like yeah. at university of toronto yeah. or wherever it's kind of it's really quite lovely but yeah. but you're right there's something about um walking in a university mm-hmm. on a university campus in fall that is very i don't know um maybe it just reminds me of sort of my younger days but there's something very i don't know majestic in a way sure. about it like there's something stoic and yeah associated with learning i guess yeah, and yeah something like that and maybe because it's like there's so many historical buildings in one little setting mm-hmm. um that it that it is just quite beautiful. I once went to a university, Nitty, that had, and I don't know if I've mentioned this in an episode, but I know you'll know if I did which episode it was. <laughs> but it was an old mansion that they had turned into part of this university. And one of the rooms was this really big room that had um, paintings, huge paintings on all the walls. Mm-hmm. And one of the walls where the painting was had a door so you would walk through the painting to get in and out of this classroom hmm. kind of like something from harry potter yeah. it was it was unreal that's cool yeah it was really neat uh, 
It's like a little secret passage. Kind of, but it was like, oh, I'm going to walk through the painting to get to that class because my my seat happens to be closer to the painting than it is to the other door. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could all walk through a few more paintings in our lives. <laughs> Doing those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And so you are going to be in BC for a little while. That's right. In, a, in the next week or so, you'll be hearing some podcasts from Northern British Columbia. That's right. Where we have a lot of listeners from British Columbia, which I'm really happy Excited. about. Yeah, we have, like I think, a really big contingency of listeners from BC, so I'm happy to be there. And I'll be there as we as we approach winter, so it'll be... So all those hats and scarves mm-hmm. and shoes and boots that we've talked about will definitely come in handy. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And uh, maybe you will need a helmet of some kind. If I go skiing or, yep. or sn- snowboarding or... I, I guess you don't need it if you snowshoe, but... Uh, I don't know. I feel like you need a helmet for everything these days. These days, you just got to, you know, put that helmet on and go forth. But yeah... I'll be I'll be curious to see what kind of adventures we get into when well, we get there. I'm sure it will be a fun time. <laughs> I hope so. There. You'll hear it in the podcast, yeah, so stay will. tuned for those podcasts. Um, we want to thank you so much for listening, and feel free to follow us online at Listen and Sleep uh, on Twitter and uh, the Insomnia Project uh, if you're on Instagram. And uh, as Marco mentioned before, this episode was brought to you by BarkBox, and we are produced by Drumcast Productions, as always recording from here in toronto ontario although you're going to get some bc episodes coming up so please stay tuned and do listen and if you have any ideas or shows that you want to see us do feel free to tweet us and tell us the episode you'd like us to cover i never mentioned that no i know Mm -hmm. it's true thank you so much and we hope that you listen and sleep 